Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said good. Another hot day. I tell you, it's the last gasp. One second, let me push my buttons. There we go. It's the last gasp for the heat. We're like Indian summer. What, 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 what do they call it? Indian summer? Is that, what, is that what they call it? Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can get to you. But uh, the thing to remember in all this is California is a huge state. So it may take us a couple days, but we will get to you. And in the event that we can't get you right away, we will have one of our mediums or psychics call you and talk with you. And in some cases, they can calm down what's going on until we can get there. And I mean, it never takes us more than one or two days because, like I said, we've got people up and down the state. Okay. I want to make a couple quick announcements. The Patreon page is up, and we do have a pre-recorded interview sitting over there for your perusal. So if you feel like you would like to go see that, that, that show itself is not going to air on here until the 17th. So if you want to check that out early, feel free to do that. Become a member of the Patreon, and, and uh, that's early access to a lot of the pre-records that, uh, that I do. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And we're going to have some, once we hit 50 Patreons, we're going to have some giveaways and all kinds of stuff going on over there. You know, we're going to have Karen Clark maybe go over there and do some live readings. And, yeah, we're going to start working with the Patreon starting this week or so. Uh, if you're watching from Facebook today and you like what you see, please be sure to hit the follow button if you haven't done so already. Also, leave me ha- leave me thumbs up, happy faces, hearts. Show me some love, essentially. And leave comments in the chat room today. Because every time you do that, it moves us higher up in the FYP. And uh, that's what we want. Because then Facebook takes a look at that. And Facebook will reach in, grab us, and throw us out farther, far, farther into the internet world. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. We're trying to hit that 1,000 subscription before Christmas. That would be a good goal. And uh, we're at 708 right now. So we're, we're getting there. We're chipping away at it. We're chipping away at it. And uh, that would be great. Again, uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. And if you like what you see here today, be sure to give us a happy face, thumbs up, or heart. I want to welcome anybody that's coming over from TikTok because welcome. You know, and until we can reach our 3,000 followers on TikTok, we're going to be doing it like this for a while to where I tease over on TikTok and you have to come over to the YouTube site. All right. That being said, you can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, and the Sacramento Sears Psychic Development Team. Okay? You can also find us on TikTok under California Haunts. You can find us on Twitter under California Haunts. YouTube, we are youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. You can find us there. And on Twitch, I believe we are Cal Haunts. And over on Instagram, we are Ghosty Gal, and it's all lowercase. All right, down to business. My guest today has been on before, and he has a fascinating story to tell. You know, we, we do have a lot of alien abduction uh, yeah. alien abduction stories come on here, contact these stories. And uh, he has a different view on things. You know, some people, oh, man, okay. So, you know, for, uh, maybe it's different for, for people, right? Because uh, some people say it was a, it, they were nice and testing and all this other stuff. But then there's a, the, 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 there's a group of people that doesn't think like that. You know, that, that things that happen to them when, when they were on, on board the ships, that really wasn't so nice. And my guest today, he and his brother, have an incredible story to tell about their contact with aliens as kids and growing up through their lives. And today we have Ronald Kinsella with us to talk about that. So without further ado, let's bring him in. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Yeah. I'm very well, thank you. Yes, and thank you very much for having me on your wonderful show, California Haunts, once again. I've yes, been on we the haven't. It was wonderful. We haven't seen you for a while. <laughs> well, I haven't been abducted, that's for sure, this time. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you're talking about the, uh, I like that, the interesting uh, 
opinions of the abduction. Some people, as you rightly stated, have um, uh, positive, uh, others have negative, and mine mm -hmm. certainly was negative. Now, to clear something up, um, what's interesting is that uh, I had uh, a number of opinions from people stating that because I had a negative experience, I was negative. I was mm -hmm. anything but. I was 13 years old. I was full of all the joys of spring. Um, I was very adventurous. I was creative. Um, I, ha I have a very creative mind that goes against you completely. It goes against you because if you're imaginative or if you're creative, you've conjured it. You know, mm -hmm. I did nothing of the sort. I'm going to show you something. I've got him here. At that kind of age, I wanted to even build a mechanical dog. God knows why. And I didn't have the resources then. Yeah, it's like a pal of mine. He, he just he came to me like a, a sort of want, a kiddie's want. And that's a kind of artist in me. It came through. So I designed him on paper when I was very young. And I tried to make him out of empty beer cans. It didn't go down well. Mm -hmm. This is the inventive side. So this is the chap here. <laughs> Magnus and Micro is my dog. I, I, this is a sculpture of him, my sculpture. So you can see what kind of person I want. I want your viewers to see what kind of person I'm. I'm very imaginative. And he's right. the panel I wanted as a kid. Um, so this completely went against what happened. What it was, was we were living in Luton at the time in 1982. And um, I, I, I mean, I watched Doctor Who, most kids did, you know, we, we loved science fiction, but aliens really wasn't on my mind at all. I wasn't even interested in them. I'd heard about them. And mm -hmm. I will make it quite clear, what I'm very proud of is the fact that even though I was loosely conscious of them at the time, and they were very, very, um, never in the papers, hardly, and if mm -hmm. it was tongue-in-cheek we didn't have internet then we had libraries you know or books and they were limited um but, but i did have an open mind to something until mm -hmm. this happened to me um i'll go straight into it it was in 1982 sure, sure. um i was basically taken from my bed and whipped up into this thing hanging in the sky I went through the loft i went through everything you know into this thing it was dark it was winter uh, when i went into it I found myself seated upon this modern looking chair. I think it was white. Mm -hmm. People say, what do you mean you think? It's 40 years ago. Right. So, um, but I trust my instincts in, in memory of what happened. And there were these doctors in front of me. I know these have been documented before in cases, but they mm -hmm. weren't like your natural doctors. They were armored. They had um, this kind of uh, sort of like World War II gas masks on, but they were much more modern and they were completely covered. I couldn't see anything of them, anything. Mm -hmm. But they were odd. There were three of them ahead of me. And, and I found out that there was one behind me. Now I was arrested in this chair to a degree, arrested, um, not, not uh, paralyzed to, uh, completely. I could have some movement to me, but I couldn't, I couldn't turn around or I couldn't get up. I could move my arms to a degree. Mm -hmm. But there was someone behind me. You know, when you know there's someone behind you, my suspicions proved correct because he spoke and he spoke pure British. It was authoritative. I would put his voice down to perhaps being middle-aged, very mm -hmm. commanding. And I remember the very first thing he said to me was in the exact way he said it was, we are going to perform an operation on you, Ronald. The name Ronald, no one ever calls me Ronald unless I'm in trouble, <laughs> you know, or, or if it's teachers or, or associates. So it, this is this came a lot, uh, a lot of this came to me after a long time afterwards. All the little pieces you put together, authority, you know, to keep me right. in check. And I was absolutely gobsmacked. I didn't know where I was. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't, we've been all through that before. We, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't uh, sleep paralysis. This was happening. I was conscious. Um, and I pleaded with him. I, I, I kept pleading with him. I don't want this operation. God knows where I was, you know, what they were, but they were very odd. And as before we continue, someone said, well, did he speak using his mouth or was it telepathy? I don't know. Right. I, I couldn't tell you what it was because I just heard the words. It was like mm -hmm. the British accent, authoritative. Mm -hmm. 
And I pleaded with him. I was pleading with him. I don't want this operation. For some reason, I kept thinking it's to do with the head. They're going to open me up. I didn't want an operation. It means cutting mm -hmm. you up, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And I started wow. to weep in front of him. I was weeping. Sorry, weeping. You know what I mean? Before him. He was behind. Right, right, was right, 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 right. And um, he said, no, it, it, it has to be done. He kept reiterating this point. It must be done. And I felt him press himself into the back of me. There's someone there. And then he reached over. And there was a utensil rack to my left. The room was squat and curved. Um, I think that was white too, very sterile. And he plucked from this utensil rack this instrument that was rather like a pen with a nodule mm -hmm. on the end. Mm -hmm. And now... Even at that time, I didn't count his fingers because people ask afterwards, did you count his fingers? No, I wasn't looking at his fingers. I didn't count them. I wasn't even interested. I think they were like ours, I think. I'm not going to make that fit, but I, I, sure. I couldn't say. But he, they were gloved. And he pressed it on here, pressed it right on there once. And I went out like a light. The oh. next minute, I was thrust out of this thing. Um, and I was dropped from it through the loft again, or attic, uh, right down to the bedroom. And there's a big bedroom we had. Me and Philip and I shared a bedroom. We were 13, so we lived in a Victorian house. They were quite big. It didn't mean to say you were rich. It's just what we had. They were big rooms. And I felt the bump as I was lowered down onto the bed. I felt the bump of the mattress. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounds very speedily. I'm just whipping through it. You sure. Know, to give you, but it was sure. horrific. It was horrifying. Horrifying. There was some reason for it. I don't know what it was, but I was dropped back down and I felt this electric static kind of feeling in me, my all over me as I was dropping and, until they put me down and it dissipated. It, it felt, I felt cold. And then the, to add insult to injury with this, um, before they left, I mean, they gathered this afterwards, they projected an image of a Cheshire cat, the head of him, upon the oh. ceiling of the room yeah it was like a hologram it was it was like a, i think it was an electric blue it was shimmering and that gave it the, the illusion of movement but i don't think right. it was moving but it was massive the head of it and it was staring down at me its teeth showing its eyes wide and its ears picked up and then it went do you oh. know it took me 30 years to work out what that cat might have represented with them. Now, what they were, I can't tell you. I right. don't know what they were. But the more I look into it, the more I'm beginning to think they weren't alien as such. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. of something different. Nothing to do with a psychological element. Something else. Mm -hmm. Something else. Either that or the greys weren't set in stone. And I've done my research into all this for, for years mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. The greys weren't in vogue. I know they had close encounters with the third kind by the wonderful Steven Spielberg. Right, right. Um, but they weren't really involved because if we look back at the cases at that time of before, prior to it, they were quite different. All the aliens differed somewhat. There were perhaps one or two greys or what we would associate as being the greys, which I believe are real. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's something, something there to them. But I don't know. So it took me 30 years to work out that is it quite possible that the Cheshire cat, after they dropped me down, because it made no sense whatsoever, no sense. Was it possible that he was employed by them or conjured by them as a kind of insurance policy? So that if I should go and see a psychologist and tell him, he'll say, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, you're just getting confused. You've been down the rabbit hole. This is Alice in Wonderland. The doctors right. are just your fear of the medical establishment. No, 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 you, you, it didn't happen. You see what I mean? But then... It occurred to me another problem arose from this. This is a major problem, a big problem I had with it. If they can knock me out prior to an alleged operation, why on earth didn't they just knock me out before the snatching? It would have been so much right. easier, but they didn't. So we're seeing all these holes. So they want you to see them. They want you to see them. This is key. I wrote about this in my book, The Digital Demon. They want you to see them. There's a reason mm -hmm. for it. Could it be, what did they do to me? I mean, I don't know. When when that was over, and it, it was horrifying. Even though they weren't nasty, they were forceful. It mm -hmm. was terrifying. I've never seen them again, and I don't wish to. I've seen the UFOs. Right. Close up, 90 feet up, three of them. This was years later, but I've never seen mm -hmm. them again. And do you know what that did for me? That really terrified me, because I was a 13-year-old. Right. 
after the encounter, I didn't tell anyone about from my brother. You couldn't speak of it. You couldn't talk to anyone about it. It's crazy. They mm-hmm. think you're mad. There were no medical scars on me whatsoever. I even checked my head. I'm sure I checked my because it kept saying, didn't I, that I thought it had something to do with a neurological thing they were going to do or cut me open. I don't know what they'd done, but there was no visible scarring as far as I could see. And what that did was, after that, I used to prop books against the door. I, it sounds pitiful and futile. Even an old broken guitar, with an old broken guitar, I used to prop that mm-hmm. against the door, even though they took me through the ceiling. I don't know whether it added some degree of comfort or whatever it was. And I'd stuff books up my back, going to bed. I put hardback books up my back. That's terrible. They screwed me up very badly. So wow. what they did, I cannot say. Now, people have suggested regression. Yes. I'm not ready for it yet, but I've had one or two. One lady in particular who is, uh, she was part of MUFON. I don't know if she still is now or not. I don't know, but mm-hmm. she's a wonderful, wonderful very respected lady. She is one I definitely go with, but not yet. Not yet. Not if anything else comes. I've had nothing else from them. No other memory from them at all. So, um, you know, that's that's the way it is. You know, that's how it happened. As far as your health goes, because obviously they did an operation, following this, did you have any health problems or, or anything that st- stood out to you afterwards? No. No. Oh, Yes, there was a very good point. Very good point. I was physically fit prior to this. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with me. I mean, I'm colorblind. That's, that's, that's not a handicap, really. It's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a condition, isn't it? That's all it was. And, and that was it. There was nothing. I never had an operation, never had any uh, kind of medical problem at all. Afterwards, as a good point you raised, I had a massive fit at school in geography, a massive fit. And, you know, you don't piece this all together until later on. It takes mm-hmm. time to put pieces of the jigsaw puzzle together. I had a massive fit. Um, I collapsed because I had these massive pains at the back of my head. Bang, bang, bang. And then it was it. I don't know what happened. I was on the floor fitting. They opened up windows um, to try and bring me to. I did come to. But at the time, I didn't attribute it or even think about the doctors. It was the mm-hmm. furthest thing from my mind until later on. I mean, I was all right. And they suggested, the, the teachers, do I wish to see a doctor, a natural mm-hmm. doctor? I was horrified of them. No, I didn't want to see any doctor. They sent me home. They're very good. They sent me home, and I think I had a week off. I had a banging headache that night. But after that, I was fine. But you can't help but wonder i'm not saying it was but could that be attributed to what they did or something they did i have got no idea another interesting aspect of this it was sasha christie sasha christie i think who invoked this memory now this might not be um in association with what happened but you know i found out later on as you research this that people are left with balls or things in them implants or things they call them um, respectfully put, and they sure. are, people are, they do have them. I've seen it myself, a gentleman I know, he's got his riddled with them. Terrible. In my wrists here, here I and here, I had two, I had a ball each. They were like balls of gristle. Wow. They just, now this, this jogged a memory. Mm-hmm. Because they were such a problem, I even used to show my mum them and say, I've got gristle in there. And they were quite big and round. You know, but at the time, you're 13, I was ignorant of any kind of alien uh, hypothesis. I didn't know about implants. I was stripped of any kind of information until much later than I thought, I wonder. I wonder if that was what they did. They put them in there. But did they put them in there? They've gone. They've gone. They were there for a long time, um, perhaps three, four years and I didn't actually notice them going until, you know, when you, it, it, it's it's sort of like an, obs- an observation you make, but there's, mm-hmm. they're clear, completely clear. But do they take them out? I don't know, but I had one in here and one in there. So that's another interesting point. And that's only one recently uh, invoked mm-hmm. by Sasha Christie. So that brings into question, what are they, these things they put in you? Right, right. Well, that was my question for you was that because you, you said earlier that you had seen UFOs later on in life. So do yeah. you think that, that, that you know, without you knowing and realizing it, of course, that they have come back for you on, on several occasions? 
Yes, I. You see, even then, when you see them, you you don't join the dots. Mm -hmm. You can't because these things happen, and it, mm -hmm. it seems like a lot has happened in an hour on a radio show, but it really is an expanse of a long time. Absolutely, fifty-four, uh, 54 Absolutely. years. You know, you're looking at a life. Um, but I, yes, I wonder if that is, um, but certainly the last one, uh, the 2016 sighting mm -hmm. on April the 9th, I think it was, uh, I can't remember exactly, it was 11.15 at night when they were above us, three massive balls of light, 90 feet up, they killed off the street. What I mean by that is, there's, it's a Saturday night, there's people busy everywhere, no one, there was no one, nothing, just me and Philip. And they wow. were there, hanging there. One of them moved. I can't remember the, the direction it moved. Philip, can I can't? I was so awed by them. Um, it moved backwards and forwards, or something. The other two stayed there, and then they moved in a line, and then they just went. Mm -hmm. I had no feeling from them, and I will tell you that when they were there, this was 2016. Very rarely see these things. Mm -hmm. um, when they were hanging there, like something godly. I mean, to me, it was godly. It was really angelic. They were incredible. Thinking about it now, they're in blaze. They're etched in there, and I can just see them. The way they moved, it's like nothing we have. We have nothing. The way they moved, the fiction, they're in, impervious to fiction. It's as if they're just, they're just, there's no kind of earthly element that can withhold, with, withhold them. They just, in a line. No sonic boom, nothing. But uh, I did wonder. I, I, when they were above our heads, I telepathically or tried to send something, say, my God, my God, I can see you're amazing. Nothing came back, nothing. There was nothing, absolutely nothing. Just aloof. They're there. Um, they shut off the street. I'm actually convinced they did that because when we spoke, when I was speaking to Philip with them above us, and I can't reiterate this enough, 90 feet up in a busy mm -hmm. street that was dead, they killed it. The our sound sounded muffled. You know when it snows heavy, when it's when it's really snowed really heavy, mm -hmm. and you you're laughing and yeah, it's muffled. It's that's what it was like. That's exactly oh. what our voices were like. I don't know what they'd done. So this is an interesting point. Whether were they connected with the doctors? I cannot say. I don't know. Are these oh. things we see connected with the original encounter? I cannot say. But I tell mm -hmm. you what, some strange things have been happening to me as of late. Wow. The one thing I want to add to this, too, is I, I have heard from other contactees about, like, like you talk about the holograph of the Cheshire Cat. I've heard, you know, from other contactees who have told me that there'll be, uh, they are, there, are, there are holographs, you know, to where they, they don't want you to see what they actually look like. So, therefore, they're going to be something that's pleasing you. One gentleman I interviewed even said that they came in the form of his grandmother in a holograph, and she'd been deceased for years. Yes, that's an interesting point because I have heard this from quite a number of people. They are able to raise the dead. I don't mean it literally, but I mean it from they 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 know us very well. They evidently know us so well. He knew my name. He called mm -hmm. me Ronald. That frightened me because I didn't know who he was or they were. Right. But he knew me, and I just felt as if he knew everything about me. His his uh, commanding kind of cool, calculated voice. Was it taken from my mind? Have they taken it from other people's minds? Are they able to record mentally mm -hmm. conversations from so many people and just use them against you? Use these words. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you know, we have a hard drive in a computer right. where their minds are so, well, they'll be much superior to us, whatever they are. I'm not saying they're alien. Right. There's something strange. They are different. We call them alien. I've always said this. I'm not going to call them alien, but they are off-world. I, I gather that word is uh, quite famously used for the Senate or the Congress, off-world. Mm -hmm. But uh, they um, it's like they have a catalogue of everything. The cat, where did they get that from? How do they know? They are so damn clever. They're so mm -hmm. smart. The hologram, whether it was that or someone said, was it conjured from your mind or were they impulsing it through to you from your mind? I don't know. It was real, it was there, and it was horrifying. And even then, I didn't put the two together. Mm -hmm. Not immediately, mm -hmm. but they were of the same. I mean, you can you think of these strange men in one box, and you've got the Cheshire Cat in the other. It's only when mm -hmm. I thought they were. They were together. They were together. 
this was and it, it, it this is the nasty thing they jumble everything up it's all jumbled that's why i wonder if they show people disasters and earth-shattering destruction in one element and then mm -hmm. peace in another they're jumbling it all up so mm -hmm. we don't look a particular way at what their true agenda is which we have no idea what they're doing absolutely i have read no end of nonsense and i will say to people speculating it's okay to speculate but when you mm -hmm. actually contest that it's factual that's dangerous because we don't know what they are where they're from or what they want they evidently mm -hmm. want something because they want you to see them they evidently mm -hmm. want something because they interact with you but this is and i love a puzzle i love puzzles and you and I, i'm going to be honest with you, you get people who've got it all worked out they know what mm -hmm. planet they come from they know what ships they they drive they know their leaders mm -hmm. i i don't conform to that i'm not going to knock anyone i'm not here to slate anyone because right. that would be terrible of me it would be terrible and dishonorable if i knocked their own opinions and of course they're quite right to believe that but i mm -hmm. don't those things whatever they were they've never left me as you can see i mean I'm, right. it, it drove me this drove me drove me down the rabbit hole and i wanted to know what they were much later i would have left it but I, I can't because I want to know what they were. They were real, but they weren't, I don't think, what they appear to be. I don't think they were. That wasn't them. That that mm -hmm. was them, but it wasn't them. They were using things against me. The, the doctor kind of feel they gave, the medical kind of feel. Mm -hmm. And the Cheshire Cat shows just how incredibly smart they yes. are. Whatever this force is, whatever it is, this force amongst us. And there is, because I've seen that they're real. They're real. It makes you wonder, you know, that uh, movie that came out, oh, a long time ago, The Explorers. If uh, if you've ever seen it, it's, it's these kids that, that, that build their own spaceship. And they end up on this, either on this alien ship or on this alien planet. And when they go meet these aliens, these aliens are watching TV. But they're but the TV they're getting is like from the fifties because you know how how light goes backwards you know all that yeah. energy is supposed to go back so they're watching yeah. like I Love Lucy so when they come to Earth they think we're all like you know living in the fifties so as <laughs> as you're talking about this knowing about the Cheshire Cat it makes me wonder if something either somebody from the Earth is feeding them from our government or maybe it's similar to that. To, to where they're, they're looking at, at our movies and stuff, and that's where they're coming up with it, especially with you being from from, from the UK. I mean, that's a big deal for Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes, also, the the things they put in you... Now, I've, I've, I'm very honoured to meet a number of uh, influential people in that department. Mm -hmm. They're skilled. I am not so skilled in that, in the implants. But uh, I would agree that... Because I kept thinking, well, what is it they're putting in people would it be horrifying i say to one gentleman if they cannot only track you if that's what they are but mm -hmm. they can hear and see they can hear and see everything you can every given time would that be horrifying mm -hmm. he horrible. tended to disagree he tended to disagree with that so i don't know exactly what his notion was i'll have to look into that but i wonder some kind of tracking device well it would make sense because if you're seeing the ufos it's not by coincidence because once you you've been introduced to these things, whatever they are, you, you tend to be, there's a connection. Mm -hmm. You're connected. They've chosen you or they've selected you for some reason. I mean, I kept thinking, I'm an identical twin brother. Is that why? Is it because we're twins? And I thought, no, if that's not special. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you hear about if they're masterful in gaining any kind of information from us, they're masters of cloning, they'll be masters of science. They wouldn't need mm -hmm. to know about twins. They'd be irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You know, so... It's just, it. and also the point I will make is the fact of this love and light. Again, it's only my own personal opinion. I'm sure. not going to knock anyone. If they believe that, that's fair enough. That's their own experiences. That's their mm -hmm. own right. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, when I delved into it, we were told allegedly by these visitors that they were concerned for the nuclear or then atomic warfare they were concerned mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were kidnapping these people or, or taking them on board and describing their concerns for cosmic destruction well i came up with the argument that they wouldn't they wouldn't leave it at that something so detrimental and destructive what they would do is go around and nullify the weapons at the time no one would need no sure. one to do it sure. and 
of course we'll build more and they do the same bingo they've won we can't build atomic or nuclear warfare weapons you know we can't create this dystopian future mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. which is well let's let's be honest it's not far from the agenda at the moment is it they keep the way right. that people keep threatening or waving their missiles around like like children you know right. like stupid bully children no yeah. it's 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 terrible so they did nothing they've done nothing and then we move on to the 90s where the greys this time the greys their uh, new kind of uh, uh, what's the word i can use the new program in mind was about the environmental issue so we go from mm -hmm. the atomic to the environment and again they've done absolutely nothing and they've done nothing and this is what gauged me to look further into the darker aspects of them. I know you have some influential people who speak highly of federations or mm -hmm. of their concern, the alien concern for human affairs. There's been mm -hmm. absolutely no evidence of it whatsoever. We've got nothing. This is why even in Congress, they're battling to try and unlock the doors, which I don't think they're ever going to do. Uh -huh. they, I admire them. I admire them for trying. I admire them. But you see, even the Senate would try. I believe they would. Your Senate would try. But these corporations or private uh, companies who perhaps uh -huh. have these off-world crashed vehicles and bodies, I believe they would have them. Yes, I believe they do have them, a number of them anyway. They're never going to disclose that because that yeah. would be the greatest the greatest announcement this world has ever known and of course i think they want to capitalize it as well you know capitalize on it, on it of course they would you know it would appear to me that um this has opened pandora's box because when we get wind of it or we sniff of it you know sniff of it about the new idea that they back engineered technology i don't believe they have yet i don't believe mm -hmm. they have we, we're talking about a, a world or worlds or dimensions or intelligences far far so removed from us you know it's rather like people get the idea that oh, okay right we figured this ship out we'll use a nuclear reactor we'll use uh -huh. some fiber optics some silicon chips and bang there you go the ship's working it doesn't work like that i i um saw recently they couldn't even get into the damn things which i would believe and even if they would I don't think they could understand them completely. Oh. It's no, it's not to be detrimental to them. Of course, you know, being human, I don't blame them for opening them up or trying to understand them. It, it would be absolutely uh, sacrilegious if you didn't, you know, if, if, if these things are left for us to discover. So I don't believe that. And you have, I've noticed an argument forming about these triangular ships. I've seen one of them, by the way. Uh -huh. I saw one in 2010. It was fat. It was huge. And the corners of it were rounded. I, I documented this in the very respected ufologist uh, journals, uh, the, 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 the ufologists I know, the very respected people who I admire very much. Um, even that, there's no way that's human uh, reverse engineering of alien technologies. No way, no way. The size of it, the battleship is massive. So, you know, you get all that with the Senate. If they can't, unlock the secrets of these things how on earth can anyone know of a federation and or their agenda it's hard enough trying to actually gain access to actually mm -hmm. the truth of them actually having crashed on earth or visited earth you see this is what amazes me about it people are stating you know they're all quick to state you're wrong you're wrong but they've got no proof i've got no proof even the doctors i can't prove them and i'm not going to i, I don't have any ego to bruise it's just what happened i don't know what they were i don't know what uh -huh. they want but there's something here with us most definitely there's something something very strange is going on and it has been for a long time and i think this thing takes takes on different guises not completely but i think it can move with the times the greys are now in vogue i understand so as before that, they weren't set in stone. I stated this in the Digital Demon. They weren't set in stone at all. You had all sorts. You had jelly men. I'm not, I'm not laughing about that. Jelly men. You had Vulcans, like pointed ears. You had all sorts until they were right. set. So they are real. There's a, this is a reality. But what we're dealing with is, uh, I think, quite completely different from what the, the, the guys at the Senate are trying to unlock because I believe they are uh, from different kind of 
dimensions or they're physical they're mm -hmm. solid they have the ships have the chips and bodies they've obviously got some kind of set genus about them and their technology there's something else with us that doesn't and that's what i'm writing about my new book we have something with us and uh, i don't think it's entirely um friendly do you think and here's a question that i have in my mind do you think that they are already established on Earth, that, 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 that they could be living among us as well? I mean, my thought is with disclosure is that they're going to gradually move us into thinking about that. Like you say, it makes it in vogue to think about these aliens. And then at some point with disclosure, you're going to find out that your neighbor across the street is a hybrid. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the, the Greys certainly interested in, the, in that kind of thing, aren't they? They're uh -huh, very interested uh -huh. in the hybridization program. Absolutely, I do believe that. Yes, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, wouldn't be at all surprised. Uh, and also, yes, we have to look at it from this point of view. It is a good thing that's happening because it's moving us uh -huh. off more towards, I beg your pardon, uh, soft disclosure. It might be hard disclosure. They're not going to release those bodies or ships, mm -hmm. but it's going to come from another source. I admire Rush for what he's doing and the journalist with him, um, Rob Corfart, I think that's his name. I admire those men. They're attacked, I think, by some because they contradict what they believe. Mm -hmm. You see, people have stated this and that, and they don't want that to be changed. So mm -hmm. they're going to poo-poo these gentlemen, whereas mm -hmm. I do not. I admire them both very much, and I admire them for moving forward with this congressional hearing. I don't think anything's going to come of it. I think they will try. It's not to demean your Senate or the powers that be. I think they will right. try, but there are a number of them that probably won't. They're probably, um, you know, influenced by other means, you know, saying, you can't release this. You right, can't. right, right. Think about it. It would categorically suggest or state that we have a higher power above us. And they can't have that. They are the power above us. They're the ones who govern taxation, food, you know, fuel, energy. They can't right. have a higher power above us. And this made me laugh. I said to Philip the other day, I said to him, this is the state of our world at the moment. You know, we're in such a crisis. And of all the things that could happen, they push for the disclosure of aliens mm -hmm. through this terrible time i thought you know it's amazing what if we woke up in the morning and we found these great big ships all over our cities like the wonderful science right. fiction film show right and they're friendly let's just take this scenario right they're really lovely. They're like angels you know they've come to save the earth and they state to the governing powers and the people look look we have free energy unlimited free energy we can produce unlimited food for you we have unlimited purified water. You watch how quickly the state will turn the aliens against us. Mm -hmm. It's all to do with profit. And that's my point is the reason why they're keeping those ships and those bodies secret is because mm -hmm. they are frightened to death. Everyone else get their hands on them because there's obviously treasures in there. We'll call it treasures. The secret, some kind of secret of space travel, interdimensional shifting, um, whatever you know, advanced engineering, you know, this is what they're keeping. Of course, this will be far more precious than the crown mm -hmm. jewels, the billion crown jewels. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to disclose it. They're not going to release it, although I, I wish they would, because I'm sick and tired of the lies and deceit we keep seeing every time right. about this kind of thing. And, they, and you get them the back burners, NASA, NASA, they state oh, there's no evidence of aliens, but we're looking into it. And then they go a step further and say, oh, we found a habitable planet, but conveniently it's millions of light years away. You get the gist, don't you? They're mm -hmm, never mm -hmm. going to admit it. They're in it, all to, they're in it together, all of them. They're not going to disclose anything. Gonna, and even if they knew, which I think they do, NASA know right. a damn lot more than what they're, they're pretending to dish out, those famous for airbrushing out anomalies, and sticking orange filters on the Mars probes when they visit there to make it look as alien as hell so we won't want to go there or it's right. not possible or feasible that life could have existed on that planet when it might well be blue, the skies. Yes, who are we going to trust? You see, this is the whole point of this project. It is absolutely riddled, riddled with deceit. It's rather like, you know, the people, I mean, they, the UFOs were seen in the 1800s, 18, 1800s. Perhaps even before 
you know, and I trust those uh, encounters because the people didn't know what really aliens were. They didn't know what flying saucers were, but they were different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you get this moving along and the trend gets more and more and it starts spreading out. and It's like a pool of water. It starts getting muddied. And we've now reached a point in time where it's completely black, soiled. And discerning the wheat from the chaff is nigh impossible. You know, I was just thinking when you were saying that about NASA, and I had Mary Joyce on a couple months ago, and uh, she has a story that she heard from a herd from a herd, you know, from a source, about the guys on the space shuttle meeting aliens on the space shuttle, and how they cut, how NASA cut the feed. Yeah. But they, but they definitely came in contact with these aliens. So, I mean, like you say, this conspiracy stuff is going, not conspiracy so much, but the government is covering stuff up. Now, whether it's because they don't want to scare us or, you know, they want to stay in control, I don't know. But, I mean, there is definitely something going on underneath. It's, they're not bothered about scaring us. They've been scaring us enough for a decade now, I think, especially our mm -hmm. conservative party. Every day you wake up, my goodness, there's a new horror to read. Taxes going up, food, everything is eye-watering. But it's nothing to do with scaring us. I think it's more to do with control. Okay. Um, you know, I think it's to do with control. And yes, that might well have happened. We we can't I can't negate any of that because right. you know that's not my experience or it's quite exactly, exactly. It wouldn't surprise exactly. me at all because you know they cover everything up and they they use now the word they've weaponized. It's conspiracy theorist. You'll notice on one of the famous. Uh, educational or should i say informative websites i can't say the name because i don't want to be sued right we 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 right okay you've got the gist we we anyway on their conspiracy theorists anything to do with aliens anything to do with anything controversial they will use that word those words mm -hmm weaponizing so that the young will think oh they're just a bunch of geeks they mm -hmm. have merrily and happily soiled it beyond belief and but we do have good people in the uh, ufo community the wonderful people who soldier on who try and sort out the wheat from the chaff you know i'm i'm actually very pleased i've looked into this and i'm not saying they're not here for the benefit of mankind but there's been no right. proof of it whatsoever for me there's no proof there's nothing there's absolutely nothing. You know, there is no, they're not going to do anything for us. They've, they've already proved that by non-activity non in those kind of areas. Oh, they'll take mm -hmm. people up and snatch them up and uh, mm -hmm. study them or whatever it is they do, but they're not going to come down and help us. That's the furthest thing from their minds, I think. It doesn't make them evil. It just right. makes them different. Perhaps they don't think like us. Perhaps they're different. I don't know. Perhaps they don't care about us. Perhaps we're like ants to them. I don't know. I don't think we're ants to them, but we're certainly... Uh, some, something that they have no respect for because uh -huh. you know how can you how can you respect anything if you're just snatching it up and taking it against their will they would if they knew us very well they would understand our etiquette our morals uh -huh. Uh -huh. which they abuse constantly because they just keep doing the same thing all the time taking people sticking these things in them some have been horrendous i didn't realize that they um have killed people as well. We have to be very careful how we state that. I mean, mm -hmm. Cattle's one thing, but people, you know, my goodness, mm -hmm. especially how they've done it. My God, I was horrified when I found that. You see, it all comes out, doesn't it? It all comes out in the end. It all comes out. They'll try and cover it up, but it's going to leak. And I have to thank these people as well um, in the UFO community because they leak things up. They get it out. Mm -hmm. it's, like the, it's like the underground movement. They get it out, all this information, you know, and, and it's left for us to make a good judgment of it, you know, the good people. All of us in the UFO community, or those who have had experiences with aliens or a force of some kind, I admire them because they get it out, uh, you know, to uh, educate us in that kind mm -hmm. of department. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you said earlier that um, you have had uh, experiences recently. No, the last, oh, yes, yes, not yeah. with the UFO. Something very okay. strange, something very okay. strange has been happening. I'll tell you now, I've been having foresight. Um, I sat in circle many years ago, and I couldn't mm -hmm. raise the skin of a rice pudding. I couldn't. I couldn't get anything through. I failed three or four mm -hmm. years. I failed, and uh, I left the group. I left the circle. I could get nothing through. But uh, the medium there, she was a very good medium, brilliant mediums. The not to state that they're like 
you know, dial a medium and all that, and, mm -hmm. you know, a tarot card reader. There's nothing wrong with them. But these were very good mediums I knew. And one of them stated that I would develop skills in my 40s. Well, I never did. I'm in my 50s now, nearly mid-50s. And it started. And I didn't know what form it would take. It's like these impulses. And it's like mm -hmm. seeing it's of the future. We call it a future. I think they're markers for potential or possibilities. There's no such thing as time. Time doesn't exist. It's a, a measurement. Mm -hmm. That's what made me laugh about time machines. How can you drive something through something that's not real? It's not there. Time doesn't exist. It does not exist. It's dogmatized to the people who are believing it's an actual physicality. It's not. It's just a measurement. Anyway, they're markers of potential possibilities, which I'm writing mm -hmm. about in my very heavily into this time paradox. Mm -hmm. And I kept seeing these visions, uh, little things that came true the next day, quite, quite, quite uh, recently after I have them. And they're waking. I'm not dreaming. I'm waking. And it's like something's mm -hmm. clouding up. And I'm seeing this vision. I'll give an example. This will make you laugh. The Scottish minister, the first minister we had, Nicola Sturgeon, um, I saw her resigning. I, I saw her resigning. And I told Philip this. And there was no talk of it at all. People say afterwards, oh, yes, there, there wasn't. Uh -huh. The next morning, I forgot all about it. She resigned. She, it was on the news. I couldn't believe it. Then another thing happened where I was talking with this chap in New York. This is before Nicholas Sturgeon. Uh -huh. I couldn't see him. Couldn't see him at all. Anything of him. His name's William. Lovely chap. Uh, doing a radio interview. Didn't know him. And I kept seeing this sand. All this sand. Everywhere. And I, I nearly passed it up like I, like I did Nicholas Sturgeon. And I said, William, could you, can you understand this sand I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing all the sand. No, no. Well, the next day I had a number of emails from him. Now photographs of sand everywhere. He'd never worked with it before. He worked with all this sand everywhere, sand all over. So I thought, okay. So I seem to be seeing snippets of a potential future. We call it mm -hmm. future. We have to call it something, don't we? Right. And they're right. coming true. The big one came. The big one. This is before I wrote my book, The Digital Demon, the first one that's published by Philip Mantle, the one about the unknown. The big one came. I was at work of all places, and the same happened. This thing was coming over, and I saw mm -hmm. Philip and I in this car with 72. I knew with 72, 72 years old. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're driving along on this countryside, and I noticed to the uh, I can't remember if it's right of me. All this uh -huh. wooded area, there's this contrived fog going around it. It's contrived. It's artificial. It's induced. It's all grey. It's turning grey. So we pull up. We get out. We go in through the wood, which is all misty. It's thick as, thick as hell. Uh -huh. we go, we're not allowed to take any technology with us. It sounds like a cop-out, but that's the way it was, right? Uh -huh. So we go into the core of this, and it's clear. And there's trees around us. And as I look up, there's a triangular ship hanging above the trees. And these greys, two greys are descending. Two greys, they're floating down. And fortunately, they land away from us. They land away from us. They settle. That was it. It ended. And I kept thinking it troubled me. It haunted me. I, in fact, I added this as the last chapter in that book. Okay. The vision uh -huh. is called. And I have to be very careful because we know of all the past premonitions that never came true exactly by these great, uh -huh. you know, psychics or foreseers. You know, you're waiting for a certain Canada date and nothing happens and you carry on. So I have to be very careful. But this was like the sand. It was like the Custodian and a number of others I've had before of uh -huh. meeting these greys. And I stated this at a recent awakening conference I went to, the wonderful awakening conference we had in Manchester. Very honoured. But if I were to be invited to the Awakening Conference to do a small talk, and I mentioned about this vision. So I thought, okay, so we're 72. That was quite clear. Paramount 72. Mm -hmm. And we're going to meet these things, the greys. Excuse me for referring to that because we don't know what they are. Right. So what's it about? I kept thinking, if we're meeting them and mercifully we're fully clothed, they don't snatch us in the dead of night. So you're conscious of it, and this uh -huh. must be important. So evidently they need to tell us or wish to tell us something. What that is, I've got no idea. 
but I'll tell you this now, I'm going to get some answers from them. If I'm bold enough, I don't know how I would react if I was in their presence. I guess I would treat them like foreign dignitaries with respect. I would treat them with respect. Mm -hmm. um, and if I could hold my ground, I think I would, because the distance, it was quite clever, because that denotes a comfortable zone. Mm -hmm. So it's as if it was pre-planned, if this is going to happen. It was to impart some information. It's not earth-shattering. I don't think it's earth-shattering at all. They're not going to get... It's personal. I think this is something they're going to tell us personally, on a personal level. I have never seen them myself. I don't wish to see them. I made the mistake of wishing to see them, because I'm an artist, right. you see, with my dog and that. So I could get them right, but they differ. You see, they differ. And I respect that from people's encounters. They do all slightly differ. So there'd be no point, you know. But the interesting thing is, is that it is the distance that creates the comfort. So it would allow us to engage in conversation. Telepathically, I would imagine that's how they seem to do it. Uh -huh. you know, they obviously wish to tell us something very important, then it would be interesting to see if this does pan out. It may not. Uh -huh. But this was crystal clear, and it was haunting. I can't reiterate enough how shocking this was. You know, this vision. And it was like the others, and I kept thinking, so are they telling me this? Am I getting this from a psychic kind of point of view? I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm ready for when I'm 72, if I live that long. Uh -huh. You know, you know my thoughts about um, psychic abilities and, you know, as I've read through these cases and done multiple interviews over the last 10 years with people, uh, it seems like, you know, well, I know, you know, from my own studies, we're born with that ability to begin with. At some yeah. point in life, because we get busy doing other things, we bury it way in the back of our subconscious. And it takes something to trigger it. And I think when people get abducted uh, or get become contactees, can't use abduction, contactees, when people become contactees, because the aliens are communicating psychically, I think it reopens all that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's an interesting point because also when you go to school, you're indoctrinated. You're mm -hmm. conditioned. The news conditions you. The negativity, mm -hmm. it brings you down. It's as if, mm -hmm. to me, it is being used to dampen our psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. When I saw those doctors, whatever they were, in 1982, 40 years ago, is it possible that what they did was initiate this kind of psychic awareness? It's quite possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not writing them all off as being evil. I wouldn't do that because I don't know. It's only kind of logic for me dictating kind of certain terms as to why, like the, the atomic warfare, the nuclear, the environmental issues, they've done nothing, nothing. And people, that's another thing. People say they can't do it because it will be against their moral rights to intervene. They've already mm -hmm. done it. They're here. They're interfering. It's a contradiction. They're here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why would that be a, 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 a no-go area? You know, oh, my God, you know, the things, it's fascinating because the things you go through. And I might very well be wrong in some of my assumptions. And do you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't mind being admitted if I'm wrong, admitting mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, I okay, okay, I've got nothing to lose. This is a, I've, got, I've got an ego to bruise. If mm -hmm. others are right, that's fair enough. I will happily support them. But it mm -hmm. has been a very confusing muddling but also fascinating enigma and i have seen things beyond imagination they are not hallucinations they are not probes they are nothing to do with earth at all these things are different one earth do people think i got into it uh -huh. you know your reputation is at stake and they're saying it's the money you get this you know it'll go like a loop and a loop. there's not much money to be made from your books some ufos uh -huh. there's not much at all you've got nothing for you. You've got everything against you. Your reputation, and I know people have been stabbing me behind my back, laughing at me. Oh, they'll smile at you when they meet you, but they're wearing the crocodile right. prints. That's what they right, wear, right, the right. crocodile prints. I've seen them. I've seen them. But one thing I am so proud of is that I have stuck to my guns with this. They are here. There is something here. These aliens, whatever we call them, or whatever they are, they are here amongst us. As you said, there might well be hybrids. Well, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be at all surprised. I wouldn't be at all surprised. What a wonderful way to create a silent war of in, mm -hmm. impregnating the Earth with them. Now, that's another argument I came up with. Would the aliens tell the hybrids they're hybrids? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? Why would they arm them with that knowledge if they wish to secrete them upon the Earth? 
-hmm. and when they breathe they, they perhaps contain this enzyme or something that is part of them mm -hmm. i don't think they would tell them i think they're much smarter in keeping it quiet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was also thinking too you know with any population like like earth for, like here for example you've got nice people and you've got not so nice people and I think it, you know, I would think it would work the same with aliens because you know, you, uh, you know, all the story about the Greys and you've got the reptilians who aren't very nice, you know, and there's these races. So you know, who knows? You know, as far as contact these goes, maybe somebody, you know, certain ones came in contact with the nice ones, certain ones came in contact with the other kind. A very good point, and I agree with you on that. There may be good ones and bad mm -hmm. ones. The reptilians, mm -hmm. yes, I've looked into them. They're a reality too. Yes, they're very formidable, they are. Very formidable. Um, some of my artwork I've done depicts them. I've never seen them. The only one I saw um, was when I had passed that regression. Yes, it sounds all it sounds all geeky. I went into all this when I saw the doctors afterwards. I went I, in my 30s. Mm -hmm. So completely opened it all up. You know, the death of my grandmother, I think that propelled it even further. Um, but I, it, I saw one of them in a past life regression. I had four past lives. That's in the digital demon. They weren't present. I was killed. Always saw death, apart from one. And I believe the reptilian there was um, the incident. How it happened is amazing. Kokukan or Kokukan, however they pronounce uh -huh. his name, the Mayan deity, the feathered serpent. Right. Although I made it quite clear in the book they weren't feathered. That uh -huh. is depicting, which I acknowledged. I came up with is the fact that they can fly. Mm -hmm. Feathered serpent, they can fly. So they're spaceships. Right. When they right. land, so that might have depicted Kalkupan uh, as a possibility, although the Mayan historians would vehemently go against that because it cannot possibly be ancient aliens or visitors. But this is the only one I saw. I saw a fleeting glance of his face. He was dinosaurian, reptilian, if you like. Um, Yes, so I do believe they are real. Yes, quite formidable. And even with them, I would imagine there would be good ones and bad ones. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be very careful. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, I'm talking from my own experiences, you know, from mm -hmm. my own point of view. Um, there are other ideas which I would acknowledge and respectfully accept. You know, I've been thinking about this too while you've been talking, and I, I had this discussion with somebody last night about how when I started ghost hunting 18 years ago, and if you told people you were a ghost hunter back then, they thought you were crazy. But now, because of all the TV shows and all the awareness, it's hip to be a ghost hunter. And yeah. I think as far as um, contactees go in, in, in the UFO and UAP world, it's getting that way with that too, because people are hearing more and more of these stories. And so they, they don't think you're nuts. Yeah, I think it's you know, a wonderful thing. It has this expansion of the internet this the yeah. internet itself has opened up the floodgates for this kind of contact and i think it's wonderful mm -hmm. and i yes ghosts are real poltergeists are real yes i believe mm -hmm. in them absolutely mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. grandfather in fact warned me uh when i was younger not to mess with them and that's mm -hmm. coming from a straight-laced military guy don't mess with them so wow. he knew something, he knew something, yeah, he knew something about them. He never elaborated, he wouldn't, but he told me not to mess with them. We never told Grandad about the UFOs, my God, he'd mm -hmm. go nuts. If he told us about poltergeists, we wouldn't tell him about the aliens. I never mentioned them to him at all. But mm -hmm. yes, absolutely, The it's, you know, and of course, it's wonderful as well because it's expanding people's consciousness. This is opening mm -hmm. up the doors. You can't be tunnel visioned. You've got to be open-minded. You've got right. to be open-minded. Right. The other thing you mentioned just now about the Mayans, you know, and the flying serpent, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I don't pretend to be a psychologist. I'm not, you know, I'm not an MD, but it seems to me in, in the times that I have been scared of something that when something scary happens to you and you see something strange, you're going to try and, and, and rectify it in your brain with the things that you know about. So as you were saying earlier about, you know, the 70s, people were looking at ecological stuff, or the 80s, you know, when you're looking at the environment, now they're looking at nukes. That's our everyday life. So when people equate this stuff and try, probably try to rationalize what's going on with themselves, that's how they're equating it. They're, they're, they're yeah. looking upon it as stuff that they know out in their own environment. Yes, one step ahead, warning mm -hmm. us perhaps. It's quite mm -hmm. possible. It's quite, yeah. it's a, you know, this is what's lovely. 
you need people, all of us together, to try and sift through this puzzle. Right. And I think the more the merrier, the legitimate people I'm mm -hmm. referring to, you get the cuckoos who will just uh, state any old nonsense or, you know. Right, but right. for the majority, yes. I think it's lovely that we have each other to try and uh, raise questions and mm -hmm. to try and gain answers from them. It's wonderful. And I think it's the community is absolutely smashing. So what's next for you? I'm working on a new book uh, for Philip Mantle for his Flying Disc Press, and in a continuation of the Alien Paradox. Mm -hmm. um, looking into it, you see, the ones I'm looking to are the darker ones, the darker aspects of it. It's not, right, it doesn't right, right. encompass the whole thing. There are many different right, right. experiences. It, it is Dogman, which I believe, the, the mm -hmm. werewolves, absolutely, they're real. Bigfoot is real. Mm -hmm. They're real. We don't know where they come from, but they're real. They're real. So mine is a, a, a segment of looking into the darker aspects of uh, these these things, um, whereas other people have done Love and Light, which which I respect. But for mm -hmm. me, you know, I'm more into this. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm pushed into this kind of avenue of them, but mm -hmm. I accept it. But it is, yeah, it's coming on. It's taken two years already. I'm, I'm like a snail. I'm very slow, but That's it's okay. almost finished. That's okay. It's almost and, and along that line of Bigfoot and Dogman, I had a thought about, I have these thoughts too, just like you do. In fact, I, I should actually sit down and write this stuff down, you know, because yeah. I, 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 I get these thoughts. And one of the thoughts that I had, because suppose, you know, these, alien, these aliens are, are doing tests on all the contactees. That's where you come in with the hybrids. But at some point in the history, somewhere back, they had to be experimenting on us to see if they could get these hybrids. Right, you know, to, to perfect the hybrids, I have a you know Bigfoot and the Dogman and things like that. I always have a feeling in the back of my mind that these might have been experiments, and when they yeah. couldn't control them because they because of course they were feral, you know, when they got done with it, yeah. they, 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 just, they just threw them back into the woods, just like with you. You ended up back in your bed after they were doing whatever they did to you. Yeah, that's a distinct possibility. I mean, yeah. you know, we can't knock anything because we don't know, but that's a very good point. Yes, mm -hmm. very interesting as well. And yes, they would have experimented for the sea things. Mm -hmm. They would have done that. It's, it's, yeah. You know, a trial and error. I don't mm -hmm. think I would have wished to have been an error, but a trial, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people find you, sir? Okay, I'm on Facebook under Ronald Kinsella. And we have a website for the Vendaya called thekinsellatwins.com. Now you can see my artwork on there as well. It's not okay. AI art. I had someone, some clever sounds there saying, oh, you use AI art. I don't use it at all. It's taken me 10 years to perfect this kind of art. And I was an artist before I got an A-level in art years ago. So, you know, it, it takes, and but they take ages to do. The art takes ages. So I love the art, as you can see from my lovely space dog. Which I I'm love gonna, the space I'm, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try and. Um, he is copyrighted. I have him copyrighted in 1993 in a book. There you go. Um, Magnus the Micromart is, and the space dog. But I'm gonna produce. What I want to do in the future is get a big resin printer, a massive one, and produce. There you go. Big, and create new sculptures of him, all creatures, monsters. That's and things awesome. Like that. Yeah. That's, so thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm look, looking more to the science fiction. I'm moving. After this, I'm moving towards the passion I had as a kid, the mm -hmm. science fiction. It's, it's funny, isn't it, how it goes round in a loop, and you come back to what it was or what it should have been, you know? Right, <laughs> Science right, fiction right, right. as a kid, my dog, and uh, right. my my uh, art, you know, so I'm, I'm going to carry on with that, you know? So, But it's been a pleasure talking to you, absolutely. It pleasure. has been. It's been a long time. And, you know, this time, we, this time we, we, we won't delay that long in between chats. I'll get you back oh. on. Yeah, well, when my book comes out, I'd be happy to come on again. That would be wonderful. It's always an honor to come on on California Haunts. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. So thank on. you so yes, thank you so much, Ron. You have a great rest of your evening. Thank you, and you too. All right, bye bye. Okay, it's always fun to have him on and talk to him about stuff. He really makes you think about you know, what's going on, you know, out there. Because again, you know, I I honestly believe. I'm not saying anything about the contactees that have had positive experiences because I think there's good and bad in every society. And just like if, if there are multiple planets out there supporting alien life, they, there are going to be good and bad. Not everybody's going to be nice. So, you know, everybody has an, an individual, you know, thing that happens to them. 
Okay, that being said, tomorrow we're shifting gears. Back on at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with Medium Nancy Matz. It's Casual Friday. And we're going to be talking about free will and near-death experiences. So uh, that should be a good one. 6.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. Uh, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We just want to get the word out about our show. That's what's important, and, and it's working. I mean, the numbers are going up, and like I said, we are at 708 subscribers right now. We're getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. So my goal is to hit that 1,000 subscriptions before Christmas. Wouldn't that be a great Christmas present? For you and for me, right? So, yeah. And like yesterday, I um, I told you guys we, we have a lot coming up as far as the paranormal group goes, and we do. So I'm looking forward to all that, and I'm going to be having a team meeting on Sunday evening with some new members and some what I call the moldy oldie members, and we're going to be discussing some stuff that that, that that we have coming up, so I'll have some updates for you guys about what's going on on the paranormal side with it with my team um uh, i do have that checker thing moving at the bottom of the ticker the reason why is because things are slow right now like with everybody else and i've got to make i gotta pay my bills we gotta keep the show on the air so if you can find it in your heart to help me out that'd be great you don't have to but uh you know everything that comes in goes towards the bills to run the show uh, it doesn't go anywhere else and uh i just want to keep the show on the air you know we've been plugging along really good for the last four years and uh, we're going to keep plugging Plug in, plug in, plug in. But anyway, I want to thank you all for coming, and I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with Medium Nancy Matz. Have a great rest of your day.